What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little glasses of business, they're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea. And I'm James, and we're married, and we like to get scared together. Yes. Molly's here. She got a haircut. And she looks silly. She looks dumb, so we put her in a sweater. <laughs> That'll hide some of the shame. I mean, it's also getting chillier out, so. Yeah, she just had a nice little couch nap with me. Oh, yeah. I'm napped. I'm ready to talk about the bone woman, Hoysera. Hoysera. I'm afraid I can't pronounce it. Yeah, I'm doing Hoysera. poorly. Don't worry. Every time I try to speak Spanish in an episode, it's I'll have some comments being like, it was so cool to hear James speak Spanish. And then other comments be like, dude, you need to work on your Spanish. And I'm like, Come, I'm trying. Whatever. Wait, how do you pronounce it? Hoisera? Hoisera? I feel like you're a hoy. You're, you're doing too much hoy. Oh, no. What should I be doing? Hoisera? I'm not the one to give this advice. I'm trying really. I think because... So the only other language I speak is German, which is all very the back of your mouth. Mm. Like the R's are like back, like here, like, you know? Sure. So like, it, I feel like Span is it, I feel like Spanish is more the front of your mouth. I don't know. Everyone's, uh, I've always heard accents and language people talk about where sounds are in your mouth and um, never really tracks for me. Oh. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of blind when it comes to where sounds are. Hmm. Sorry. That's okay. probably why I fuck up talking and fuck up my vocal cords. <laughs> anyway, Huesera, the bone woman. I don't want to say it. Everyone's going to make fun of me. They're making fun of me more. Don't worry. It's a Mexican-Peruvian movie by Mexican filmmaker. Did it come out this year? Or is it a weird thing where it came out last year? It had but its premiere it... last year. It opened wide or released wide in our case, Shudder on uh this year in 2023 okay so it's you know it, it i would it's technically a 2022 movie but like for our awards we yeah, would count it among 2023 yeah speaking of which like maybe uh best actress yeah maybe for natalia solian as valeria the lead in this she's very good yeah yeah She's really good. Definitely pulling off a Mia Farrow kind of Rosemary's baby. Oh, yeah. This is one of them pregnancy ones. It's one of them pregnancy body horror movies, which always freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It's it's so much easier to watch as a guy, I'm sure. You're like, yeah, this would suck. <laughs> and then as a woman, I'm sure it's like, this Yeah, could be especially... Me getting to the point in life where it's like around the age where like if we have kids you know so it just feels so much more real rather than this distant thing that i'm going to do eventually yeah knows. when you're like 24 it's like whatever yeah, yeah. now it's like uh hey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh freaky yeah this is uh it's a like you said rosemary's baby uh, it's probably the, the best known, but there are others. I know there's that Prevenge movie. I've never seen that. Mm -mm. I just know that the movie is called Prevenge and about something to do with a pregnant woman. And I'm like, is her fetus evil? I don't know. Yeah. But it's it, there are other movies in that subgenre. And then this is most definitely what would be uh, the quote unquote elevated horror it's yeah for sure Where it's metaphorical it's kind of languid languid it's, it's slow yeah it's you know so that use that as your judgment if you are into those kinds of movies it's very kind of babadookish you know yeah. uh then this is a great movie it's, it's think, very well made i think there are some genuinely very creepy moments in this lots of good creepy imagery good sound design that's yeah. like ah. i was worried that this would be a movie where it was a creature type movie that's also kind of slow and serious mm. and that's when i start to get a little bored i think like what Anything i don't know i'm trying to think of examples i watched a real bad la llorona uh, which uh, was not not the conjurings one there have been a few la llorona movies since that's a it's a mexican right. uh, folk like this is a very mexican folklore yeah movie. the <laughs> <laughs> 
It's okay. Just just, a, bone just own it. Just say it however you want. Say I keep wanting to say it with the German R, like Hoisera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not that one. Any other way, just commit. <laughs> I guess that she is a, she's also a uh, figure in Mexican folklore. Oh, okay. What's her deal? Uh, she, I couldn't, it, it's interesting because La Llorona is so uh, well known. And so I, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, she does. She takes kids, they cry. Yeah. And I'm assuming crying. she has a Wikipedia. She's, <laughs> yeah. She's that kind of folklore. She's that girl. But. Uh, the Bone Woman, I you can find stuff about her on like in like anthropologists' websites is what I was reading. A lot of interviews with the director of this movie and uh, the actress would cite these kind of like smaller like dot coms, and I'm assuming they're legit, like scientists running kind of almost web.0 websites <laughs> about folklore and a few of them have the bone woman listed and she is this um she's a woman who walks around and she collects bones and assembles them and she breathes life into them and makes creatures and stuff oh okay i guess that's kind of like near the end mm -hmm. a little bit of imagery and there it's also a little bit like what your body does when it just makes a baby. Oh yeah, which just is making bones. Yeah, breathing life into bones somehow. It just impossibly. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets kind of fucking weird that a human body just instinctively knows how to make another human in it. It's it's so I guess weird all that life, freaks really. me out to think of. Yeah, it's reproduction. <laughs> but just that you, without having to think about it or do anything. Yeah, Your you body to... knows where to put a heart and where to put, like, how to make ribs and how to. And it, yeah, it's you don't weird. have to submit a pro proposal to your uterus. Yeah. So here's an you... outline of what I need. <laughs> you don't have to envision, like, okay, I want. It, your your womb isn't a 3D printer, basically. You don't have to <laughs> yeah. think about what it's going to look like. Yeah, you don't have to download the. <laughs> the... Yeah, it just kind of does it. it. It That freaks me out. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of cool, though. It is cool, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if we mentioned the filmmaker's name, Michelle Garza Cervera. Uh, this is her directorial debut. She directed and co-wrote this. And uh, great imagery. Yeah. Well, man, shot so well. All these, like, strong directorial debuts from female filmmakers. It's such an interesting thing. Like this, I yeah, think. Yeah, the past few years. Was St. Maud a debut? I forget if St. Maud or Censor or both were debuts yeah of those watcher women, but those were great watcher was. uh i forget but just lots of yeah. kick-ass movies coming out uh there were a few i forget oh fresh was mm -hmm. yes uh, just a lot of just That's very so cool. confident debuts from women who are uh our age or a little bit younger or a little <laughs> bit uh the, michelle is two years older than me so mm -hmm. yeah just this age range of kick-ass women making movies that's super cool that's very cool yeah it's um it was filmed in mexico city i assume takes place there i don't think they specify i don't think they say but i mean it it looked like mexico, looks city. Like mexico city as far as our as far as our very goes. short experience goes yeah i would totally go back i really liked it there yeah uh yeah i don't know what else to say as far as the uh spoiler free section goes like i said if you know if you're not into the elevated horror type thing this might not be for you or if you're like pregnant postpartum and going mm. through it <laughs> maybe not yeah because this character it, it, the conflict is like what motherhood will be for her and the impact it'll the, be on her as a person Yeah, the regrets of motherhood yeah just mm. uh all the anxiety yeah. of uh, what is this baby going to do to me who will i be yeah after having it's, a child? it's it's all just a big identity crisis so that might be a rough watch for certain people yeah and i saw um some people online saying that the lead character is uh not sympathetic or that they didn't root for her which i can understand to a certain point but i guess I, but i get you just gotta have her. the sympathy for this experience and this anxiety like yeah you know it, it's a tough thing for, mm -hmm. for everyone if you're having a kid and you're not really sure if you want to have a kid but maybe the husband really wants to have a kid and and th that's what you're doing you yeah know, or just everyone in your life just expects you to have a kid 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't get how you can say she's not sympathetic. She's well, she, flawed. She's definitely flawed. I mean, she, uh, she are we spoilering now? We're spoilering now, so go yeah. watch this on... Uh, it's available on Shudder and probably other places, but uh, I mean, you know, she cheats on her husband. Yeah. And then... With a lady. Still a thing. Still I think, cheating. <laughs> I mean, they don't... Well, yeah, I know, but they don't... I'm curious on how you read her because some people thought... She was maybe just bisexual, and some people thought she was just gay and forcing you know, herself to be in a marriage. That first scene of them having sex when they're it's trying. It's completely different than her having sex with a woman. Yeah. I think it's a totally valid read to think the main character's gay. It, it might be because she is, uh, you know, they're having sex in this, like, first scene right off the bat. He's on top, and she's underneath him, and she is very clearly uh, not having a great time she just yeah. looks kind of she's bored just rotating a cube in her mind yeah and then <laughs> kind of, you know. <laughs> i don't like how easily that metaphor came to you hon <laughs> <laughs> i was just trying to think because i feel like people make the the joke of like oh do making like, a grocery list in your head kind of oh i've never heard uh, the only thing i know is like think of baseball when a guy's trying not to finish oh yeah. no it's i feel like the the inverse of that for mm-hmm. the joke for women is like oh you're just thinking about what to like just get through groceries it. yeah but i was like no that's too easy of a joke what it's funnier <laughs> rotating cube you've never heard that meme before <laughs> no rotating a cube in your mind no have you no Gress you know, neither of you are online enough i'm pretty online and also in women's spaces online so i don't know where you are but i'm not i don't know if that's a women's thing it's just a well, thing all right i'm not i promise i'm not rotating cubes in my head i hope not <laughs> it doesn't seem like it <laughs> Oh, no. Anyway, she yeah, because he she's like, did you finish? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, did you? And she's like, yeah. Uh-huh. And you're like, no. Yeah. And then it cuts to her. She's got her legs up, which I don't know if that does anything. Yeah, I know that that's. I mean, it's a good visual indicator of someone trying trying to get pregnant. I don't know if there's science behind it, but I'm sure plenty of people who have tried uh, have done that, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe it works. Probably not. I don't Who think. Knows? I don't think that's how. That I don't works. know if that's how that works. Oh yeah, this was at the the opening scene is her visiting this giant statue of yeah. Is that Mary. real? I don't know. It's so fucking it's big. Is it? If it's real, then how have I never seen a picture of that before? Yeah, it's <laughs> so massive. Hold like, on. I kind of want to go visit it just because it's so fucking it's big. It's so big. They're like Hold climbing on. up these giant steps. Statue of. And it's for fertility. Mary. Like she's climbing up there with her in mom, and Mexico. the mom is like, "Well, yeah. Oh, oh, wait. Is is it real? Is it real? It looks. It's fucking huge, dude. I found one that looks like it, but it's in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> That's the twist of the movie. Yeah, it does not take place in Mexico I... City. It takes place in Akron. <laughs> There's lots of pictures of. Mary that look like that, but it's pictures with not other things in it, and I can't tell how tall. Well, they're little tiny people yeah, compared to how big this statue is. I don't know if it's real. Let us know if it's real, because it's cool. Yeah, please let us know if it's real. She's also a carpenter, like Jesus. Wow, I didn't even make that connection. I don't know if there, it, it know has if much it to do yeah. with anything, but she is a, a woodworker, yeah. a smoking woodworker, yeah. like literally with cigarettes, and these things are- Her husband's just kind of a guy. I don't really get what he does. He- He's uh, a musician? Maybe? No, he. so this is interesting, because as we learn, Val has given up her identity and interests and jobs, not only to have this baby, but also previously. We see a flashback of when she was really young and mm-hmm. she was like kind of a punk. She's got a shaved head. She's got a shaved head, skateboarder. They're like doing some weird, like they're dunking her head in a barrel for a long time. Yeah, they're all playing chicken with each other and seeing who can hold their head underwater. The Blows. the cops are chasing after them and they're they're running around chanting, uh, it's like, it's no me gusta, a, uh, I don't like domestication. Yeah, I and think I, it's lyrics from a song that they're screaming. Oh, okay. And then it's a great hard cut from that to her sitting in the room with a in crib. The nursery. Yeah. yeah. But um, so in that scene, she talks with her then girlfriend, who she ends up reconnecting Octavia. with here, Octavia, about how like they were planning to leave the city, run away together, do stuff. But apparently Val's brother died at some point. And so Val decided that she would go to college and kind of follow in the footsteps of the life he was going to lead. 
And so that was one step of her giving things up, this kind of like rowdy young lifestyle, which it seems like Octavia has never left. She's still at these yeah, clubs. They were going to move to the mountains together. Yeah, and Octavia talks about doing that now. But in the meantime, she's still at these like fucking punk clubs. It's like mm-hmm. rowdy music. And, you know, she's Weird still. warehouse concerts. Exactly. Where there's like 20 people there. <laughs> and <laughs> it's really loud. <laughs> she's still leading that lifestyle. Yeah. Whereas Val has gone and gotten married. She grows her hair out and Gro- becomes very domesticated, you know. But uh, it seems as, and, and obviously that's a big conflict for her. That's like the whole point of the movie. But it does seem like the husband has also given up a past interest of music because his guitar is in the closet. Mm-hmm. It's kept there. You know, she takes it out only to to move stuff around. And then when he has his friends over for dinner. Yeah, they keep, they're talking about a, some kind of quartet. Yeah, because they are still musicians. And I forget what job they said he has, but it's something like, oh, an accountant. I never thought you would like end up in that job. So he has a very mm-hmm. uh, presumably stable white collar just like provider occupation now, but we never really get any sense of conflict for him. I mean, it's not his movie, but it also seems as though maybe he made that choice more willingly. He's very excited about having a kid. Yeah. He is the one who wants to have this child, wants to be a dad. So I could see the case where he he has also given up something that he's been interested in being a musician, but more willfully, it, it seems a little bit. Yeah, and it's also a lot easier for him, I think, to set aside um, his hobbies and maybe other career. Just just in terms of, we see entire scenes of her packing up all her stuff. And she even has outlines of all her tools where they go on the shelves, painted on the wall. And, and it's, it's this over whole yeah. process to put away her passion. Whereas for this guy, he's able to just put the guitar in the closet and it's out of the way, which then means it'd be a lot easier for him to get back into the things that he is passionate about. Yeah, I, I almost wish there had been a scene where, like, he took out the guitar and just kind of played with it a little. Yeah, to, like, to show that he's that more point. able. He's less, um, his his life is less um, permanently changed, maybe. Yeah, because she, the, the, her uh, doctor, like, the baby doctor, is like, you got to stop doing all this woodworking. The oh, chemicals all are the bad. chemicals and stuff. So, like, she has to pack up all her tools. Like you said, she she paints over where her tool outlines are on the wall. I love the tool outlines. They're so crisp. Uh, I just, I, that was such a, I, I totally stopped focusing on the movie for a second <laughs> because that just gave me so many ideas for how I want to arrange an eventual sewing room. I was like, holy shit, my mind is blown by having these little outlines on the wall. That's such a good idea. Or in, in our garage. Yeah, I was thinking our garage. You should definitely do I that. I really want to do that. That'd be great. That's so cool because then you know what's missing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. But she, yeah, so her her workshop room has to become the, the nursery, the, nursery yeah. the baby's room. So yeah, it's, it's another just packing up of her lifestyle and putting it away and and making way for this child. But she does try to hold on to some semblance of that or keep some, uh, like trace of that in the room by making a bunch of furniture for the baby. Yes, she, handmade. Specifically, she makes this this crib. Which and is, a mobile above it, which has- It's a, so cool. The little animals she makes on the mobile are great. Yeah, they're very- Angular. Yeah. Just like, it's, all, it's almost like she made animals out of Tetris blocks. Yeah. But different animals that are clearly what they are. I like in the middle, there's the spider. The spider's a recurring image. I didn't notice that, but she does first see a spider, yes. Sorry, Russell, you can't watch this one. Uh, when she is doing woodworking right after she gets the positive results from the uh, the the birth test. Mm-hmm. Baby test? Pregnancy I think it's, test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gets a positive, and that's the first time she sees a spider. And I read someone say, like, yeah, it's like the web of domesticity mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. that she's being entrapped in. Spiders, definitely recurring imagery throughout. Uh, when she visits a... I don't know, some kind of um, mystical doctor. A bruja, maybe. Okay. Which I love, by the way, when I read the description of this movie, I was like, okay, it's witches. I'm I'm just expecting something kind of specific. I feel like now witches and horror movies are like... I don't know, long hair. They're all kind of hags or they have just... There's like bones hanging up everywhere and it's a... Just, I don't know. 
But these women are like drinking coffee and track suits and yeah. painting their nails. And it's just such a funny, I, I just wasn't expecting it. They're There's just a middle-aged bunch of, and older. They're a bunch of aunties. Yeah. Her family is, she has a sister who has kids, the worst kids. The worst little fucking kids. kids. That's another horror movie bracket we should do. Because Okay, here's my idea. And okay. we have to do this after the strike, unfortunately. I want to do a March Madness one year where it's, uh, a bracket of the worst horror movie boyfriends and husbands. We will find out who is the worst. It's Mika. Hor- it's it's from, <laughs> it's Mika from Paranormal Activity. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> um, we should also do one of shittiest horror movie kids. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I mean, the Babadook, Babadook kid is fucking. <laughs> Why can't you just be normal? Although the issue with that is like that kid is probably he's probably on the spectrum yeah so i don't know if we can we would have to we'd have to weigh our options carefully Do you trust us viewers sensitively <laughs> i mean we gotta have like gauge does gauge count because he's a no the baby the two why are you one... considering zombie gauge yeah that's a shitty kid. That's a zombie. That's true. That's getting into the actual villain. Like, it can't be like, oh, Reagan. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, because that's a Reagan demon. Is- yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, I would okay. argue a zombie, especially in that case where they're, it's kind of So they have to be like non-possessed or evil kids, just regular kids that suck. <laughs> yeah. That are annoying. I mean, these kids suck. Yeah, Jorge they could be on here. Paula. Nothing fucked up about them. They're just annoying and have not been. No, that's all natural, baby. Yeah, they're just, I don't know. They're just little assholes. Little assholes. It, it's the type of thing where it's like, turn that down. They turn it up. And yeah. then it's like, turn that down. What are you going to do if I don't? What are you going to do? Yeah, what are it's you like, going to do? I don't do? know because I'm not going to hit know, you. I can't you're a not, kid. Yeah, I can't hit you because I'm not going to hit a kid. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I don't you, know. I guess you got me. Fuck. And then you, you threaten them by like, I'm going to call your, oh, oh what? You're going you're gonna to call my mom? <laughs> just, just nothing you can do. That, that might be my worst nightmare is the idea of like, if we were to ever have a kid and if then they, the kid just realizes like, if I, if I, if I don't listen to them, what are they going to do to me? Like, what do you do? At some point, you're going to have to, like, you you will have to, like, they, physically intervene just to, like, move them somewhere, right? I mean. You, I don't know. You just, okay, <laughs> then you lose access to certain luxuries, certain non-essentials. Yeah. I guess if they don't have money. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that money away from them. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we came to a resolution here on the podcast. Parents. <laughs> Losing their mind. I know. Parents yeah. all listening going, oh, yeah, it's, it's just that easy, James and Chelsea. <laughs> uh, we, we just saw a baby today. We did. Our friend Dave brought Any his, drunk Disney yeah, viewers. Yeah, drunk Disney fans. Hey, Dave. We finally met Dave's Dave baby. Dave brought over his little baby today. It was great. And Molly was He was, was very dressed good. in little pumpkin pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> what a cute little guy. Good yeah. kid. Good kid. Good man. We're still friends. Even though he's not on dead meat. He's, he's, he's living a normal he's ass life. He's being an adult. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Val's family includes her sister who has kids, her mom who is very much of her like in her sister's corner, and then she has an aunt, and her mom calls her aunt a spinster because she's never gotten married and had kids, but I'm pretty sure that aunt is a lesbian based on... Uh, did you pick up on that? No. no you seem surprised. Yeah, because she's like hanging out with her aunt when she's like uh, trying to get in contact with the witches, because of course the aunt knows the witches. No, no, no. no. Oh man, this podcast is a fucking mess. This is a fucking. <laughs> so Molly wants to play. We can't play right now. Here, it's getting warm in here. Take off her little jacket. Ooh. Oh, you guys Molly. can all see how weird and tiny she looks with <laughs> with her new haircut. <laughs> oh god, she's a little fucking rat yeah. with her little chicken we love arms. Her. I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry we let. That well, someone to you. likes to roll around in the dirt and get her fur all tangled up. Oh, Molly, I thought you were talking about me. Uh, yeah. So she has this aunt who, when she goes with her aunt, and her aunt like gets up to like be with her friends. One of her friends is like feeling on her, and the aunt's like, "Stop!" And they like look oh. back. And I'm pretty sure that that's like a romantic thing. I just, in my head, and maybe I'm wrong for this, I was like, oh, are they, are they? And then I thought, no, am I just projecting that onto people where their culture's maybe different and they're more just open? You know, like some cultures, you kiss on the cheek when mm-hmm. you say hi to someone. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, or maybe they're lesbians. I don't know. I, th- I think they'd be lesbians because especially since there's this, amb- I mean, because of Val's sexuality, whether I, she's a lesbian yeah, or Yeah, and I totally forgot. That the mom that calls her I, a spinster. Yes, I for some reason did not make the connection that that's the person they were talking about. That's yes. the aunt. Yeah, okay. so I'm pretty sure the aunt probably also feels ostracized by mm-hmm. this possibly more traditional family where, you know, they're they're having kids, living more normal lives. I mean, there's a lot of teasing of Val for her life choices, both from Octavia, who criticizes and mocks her for leaving the previous lifestyle, the the more like uh, unruly, you know, rebellious lifestyle that they had. Mm -hmm. And then her sister, who uh, I think, oh no, Octavia calls her like fancy Nancy and shit like that. And then her sister uh, later on is yelling at her about how like, she has been trying to have like the the perfect life or whatever, presumably after that lifestyle switch and when she got with her husband. So it seems like she can't please anyone, no matter yeah, what she choices she win. makes. Yeah, she is being criticized from all sides. Yeah, I mean, isn't that just the reality of being a woman in so many instances, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to having kids? Because it's okay. Uh, let's say you choose not to have kids, then everyone. Uh, People call you selfish or um, like people just look at you differently. Like, why why wouldn't you want to have kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then so often women who do have kids, uh, there's the opposite side of that where people are like, oh, my gosh, we don't need any more kids in the world mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or or if you're still <clears throat> working after having a kid. Yeah. I don't know. It, no matter what you do, someone's going to criticize Yeah, there's it. so many wrong ways to be a woman and no right way, it seems. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, Women Talking, right? Is that the... Or what What movie had the, like, speech? Uh, what? Barbie. Barbie. Not Women Talking. <laughs> All, Barbie. Barbie was a lot of women talking, too. <laughs> Both great movies. No matter what choices you make, people are going to have issues with it. Yeah. During the visit to her family, which is also for Mother's Day, uh, oh, which yeah. like they almost forget to, to, they have to buy flowers on the on way. On the side of the road, Because yeah. obviously being a mother just isn't a big focal point for her. Like when she's like fooling around with her husband, he's the one who's like, wait, watch your watch your belly. Yeah, there's a lot of that mm-hmm. uh, in this where she wants to have sex with her husband and he's like, no, 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 we gotta be just treating her like this fragile vessel. Yeah, he's like, wouldn't it be weird? What if I hurt the baby? yeah. I'm like, no, dude, get in there while you can, man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just her body not belonging to her anymore and being treated not as a person, but just person who is growing a person in them. And I also wonder, again, we don't get a ton from the husband, uh, although at one point he does say maybe we could commit her. He's just like casually is like. Yeah, he's throwing around 5150. Yeah, like what the fuck, dude? (laughs) But all uh, right, dude. I wonder if it's the type, it's like the Kanye thing where it's like, oh, uh, I don't want to, like, you're the mother of my child. Like, I don't want, you're no longer a sexual being to me. That's the thing. That's definitely a thing where, like, as soon as they become a mother, or in this case, pregnant, they cease being a, a sexual interest. They- yeah. Like, and you're going to, Dude, as soon as I say it, you're going to kill me. But on Vanderpump Rules. God damn it, Chelsea. There's a guy on there who, when he explains, he's explaining why he cheated on his girlfriend, uh, his very serious girlfriend. And one of his excuses is, well, like, I, I respect you so much. And I just, you're just so important to me. And you're my girlfriend. And I love you. And I just, there's certain things I just don't want to do to you because it feels like like filthy and like dirty and like too you know and he it's just this total disconnect yeah where you start to just there's there's women in your life like your your girlfriend or wife where it's it, it's the madonna horror thing mm-hmm. where once you maybe get the idea that oh i'm going to marry this woman or i'm going to have kids with this woman that same person can't be the sexual being that you maybe also desire and it's yeah total weird sexism yeah yeah they can be both they can be both jacks taylor (laughs) of vanderpump rules thank you whitney moore and jesse for making my wife (laughs) that was all whitney whitney moore uh blame whitney moore of birdemic fame uh, of plenty of other okay but if you are watching the horror movie channel you know her from Birdemic. <laughs> Fair. But also, 
from being a boss bitch and being <laughs> a, like a host and a metal music expert. Whole, I don't know anyone who knows more about metal, I think. Oh, that'd be a good metal and horror guest. We've but... talked about doing that as an episode. I just before. had a little uh, Venn diagram thing in the Ice Nine Kills Kill Count about yeah. uh, metal, horror, and pro wrestling. Mm, that could be a good strike era podcast. That would be, although hopefully we're almost done with this. Fingers crossed. Writers already got it done. Actors. I believe in you. Yeah, so she's visiting her family, and her sister brings up a story of when there were kids that, because uh, her oh sister's like, "Oh my, this story's crazy." <laughs> her sister's like, "You can't be a, a mom. Like, it, no one ever believed that you could uh, take care of a kid." And it just turns into that thing where it's it's the whole family plus the the husband. You can the husband's the only one who's not a blood relative at this family meal, and it, it's like I feel like that just happens where oh, some story gets brought up, and you know that the person you brought hasn't heard it, and you're like. Like, oh man, I'm just about to get so embarrassed in mm-hmm. front of my husband. And uh, yeah, apparently years ago when Valeria, our main character, was babysitting the neighbor's baby, she was holding her and went to go grab something, I think, and just let go of the baby. And it sounds like this baby just flip-flopped down the stairs like that little stick figure in the rejected cart the hurt don Hertzfeld rejected <laughs> cartoon yeah <laughs> and, and they it's a thing where they still make fun of her for it and they say oh yeah that kid did he's a little weird you know that yeah. that kid's kind of fucked up in the head a little bit ha 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 but you can tell this is something that haunts her yeah and that she does not find funny, especially now that she's pregnant. I'm sure that she it's I, I think she thinks it's this thing that, you know, even if she's not going to do the exact same thing, she's going to fuck up in some similar way. Like it's this weird destiny that she has. Yeah. Or that's the kind of person person she is, is that she'll just make those kind of careless mistakes. Mm-hmm. So she starts seeing people without faces. Yeah. We're all spooky. cracky bones like. She sees the first one when they're leaving. She like sees them standing on the balcony. It's right yeah, before Octavia hits Yeah, this is so creepy. The first time you see the, I guess, monster or creature in this, yeah. she's she's standing on her balcony and she looks across the street. No, that's the second time. Oh, that's the, the second first time, time. Yeah, it's the first time is very subtle. It's when they're leaving. She's like looking out the car window and then she like starts to look scared and you see her perspective and there's just a woman like standing on the top of the balcony with no face as oh, they round yeah, a yeah, corner yeah, 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 yeah. and then Octavia runs up to them and like moves, carries the scene away from that. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like, wait, there's did just I just see that? spooky lady with no face. Yeah, no, the second time is at night when she gets up in the middle of the night and looks across the street out of her window. This is so scary. Yeah, it's this it's scene real is creepy. really freaky. She like tries to wave to this person and then they like step forward. They don't have a face. And then they just kind of start moving all crackly. I love the movement of these figures. Uh, they stand on their their balcony and like jump off and like are broken in the street mm-hmm. and then of course by the time she gets her husband over there that thing is no longer there so. he's such a classic horror movie husband i mean at the point where he's like maybe we could commit her like it, right dude. it's yeah he's it's all the greatest hits yeah later she uh wakes up again to knocking at the door and and uh husband won't wake up because classic again mm-hmm. greatest hits and she like looks out the people oh, we get a peephole, peephole scare. scare this is a real good one though because it holds on the people viewpoint and then it's like this figure comes out of just like the blurry yeah, colors that you're looking at. It kind of blends into I think there's like a dark colored door that uh-huh. is like across the hall and this figure totally blends into it. So when it moves it's <laughs> it's so freaky. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere and then disappears again. It's like almost like you're lo- watching low res security cam footage. Yeah. Where it's just like where'd that block come from? It's very scary. Mm-hmm. She goes out. I mean, this would not be my instinct to open the door upon seeing that, but that's what she does. Mm-hmm. And she like starts to go downstairs to to see what's up. And there's this great shot of her going down the stairs and then this like Oh, it's a it's this woman like she's laying face down on the floor and is is using her arms to pull herself and so her bottom half isn't moving at all. Yeah, she it's looks like a boneless so woman or something, creepy. but she she crawls right into the apartment and slams the door shut. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, is this thing like in my apartment now? Yeah. I mean, it's it seems to be like her. It's a manifestation of her because later we see yeah, she's looking into a reflection and it's her and then it splits off from her. And then another character at some point tells her, 
oh, being pregnant and having a kid is like you're being split in two. Mm-hmm. Like those words are said. There's also visual imagery of that. There's a lot of mirrors in her house. Yeah, and at the end, the figure that she sees when she has the kind of vision in the, oh. the witch's house. Yeah, like with the blanket over her. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, in, in, the, in her apartment, there's a lot of mirrors and there will be sometimes where she's like walking and because of the mirror, you get like two of her. Mm-hmm. So just a lot of that. And it's, it's like we've been saying this whole time, just a lot of the movie is about her, you know, splitting herself in two, making different choices. Yeah, it's, it's both the kind of metaf- metaphorical split where it's you before and you after having children, you as a person, you as a mother, but then also just the very physical idea of being split in half by childbirth. There's this crazy visual of someone uh, preparing a chicken where they yes. just yank this chicken. It's at the family dinner. It's so- of course, yeah, I was wondering why that was in there, but yeah, I guess it's it's like the the physical body trauma of having yeah. a kid because yeah, they're just we're looking those- right up this chicken's cavity as it's just <laughs> ripped open and the noise is awful. Um, and the the mother also uh, is talking to Valeria and talking about oh, just wait till you reach labor and it feels like you're being split in half. Like she even says as much. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of that imagery. It's gross. Lots of bone cracking sounds. She even the whole movie, Valeria's cracking her knuckles. It's this nervous. Yeah, it's like a, her husband habit. keeps telling her to stop. Yeah, and- her family tells I I have like I've cracked my knuckles my entire life. I remember as a kid always being told to not do it because my fingers would either get, get crooked or not arthritis, but that your knuckles would get huge. Oh, I, w- I was always told that causes arthritis, yeah. but That's it not was true. <laughs> it's not true. And there was a uh, I forget if he was like a scientist or whatever, but he literally spent his whole life cracking the knuckles on one hand and not the other. Really? And at the end, it was like I forget what award it got. But it got some like silly award of like great data, not replicable or like not advisable to replicate <laughs> of just like, thanks for the data. Yeah. Uh, that's all. <laughs> I mean, I just want to crack my knuckles. I know. I used to have in like middle school, I would have a, a girl crack them for me because I was like, she cracked them real good. I had a friend who could do the like, if you put your thumb like like here, kind of like yeah, touch it. Yeah, yeah, she you, would do all the stuff. She would like, stuff. yeah, grab your hand. She would get this joint to pop and it would feel so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good stuff. Everyone's got one of those friends, I feel like. I mean, yeah, I had a crush on her. But, well, sure, she okay. Was also, she was also Mexican. Christina, hey. <laughs> Wait, did I meet her? No. Oh. I don't, uh, but she's friends with people you've met. Oh, okay. Like the friend group. Okay. Yeah. Cracked good knuckle. <laughs> she, she cracked a good knuckle. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, more of those visions of this uh, woman now in her house crawling around. At one point, she's in bed, and she sees the Ooh. woman crawling in the hallway in the distant focal length, and then her foot's, like, at the end of the of the bed closer to the frame, There's and then the woman, hand. like, pops up and, like, breaks her foot. Yeah. And she screams, and her husband's like, oh, it's just a, a cramp, which can happen. A couple of weeks ago, oh my I woke God, that's you right. up. That was screaming. that was at Silver Scream Con. Mm-hmm. I'm fast asleep, and James wakes up screaming. And because every time I wake up, I like stretch my my feet out. Yeah. But sometimes when that happens, I can feel a Charlie horse coming on, and hopefully I can stop in time. But I guess I was so dehydrated then. I think so. And hadn't yeah. eaten any bananas of late because potassium helps a lot with that. Uh, I didn't. I was I, not able to prevent that's, it. It's the worst one I've ever seen. You. You. It scared me so bad. Because you got scared and you were like, "What?" And I was like, "This cramp." And then you were annoyed. You're like, "Okay." But then I was like. No, I am still in so much pain. <laughs> this moment, this sucks. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And it was just me like scream. My my calf was a rock for two days after that. Yeah. It sucked. It just, I don't know. I just woke up and you were, it's like you curled in. Your, <laughs> it was like you were a, like a bug or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when a bug lays on their back and like curl, it, it just, I don't know. It was fucking weird to wake up to. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucked. What's with movies this year and, and foot stuff? Like in Talk to Me, there's a ghost lady sucking on a foot and then we're getting 
feet snapped in this one. And deep throat in them toes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, now she decides to reconnect with Octavia, who works at like a boxing gym. Uh, is like a you know trainer trainer of yeah. sorts. Um, I, I literally have written in my notebook, makes out with her, does more than that. Uh, Savic sex scene. There. I wrote Octavia, friend from earlier. And then underneath it, I wrote friend in quotation marks. They kissing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing it a lot in this. It seems like, well, cause Octavia going back to that scene from earlier where the husband doesn't, doesn't even want to touch her cause he's afraid of hurting the baby. Yeah. And Octavia is giving her the intimacy that she can't. It's a Get. much more passionate situation than she yeah. has with her husband. Yeah. And Octavia's an ex in that flashback. Mm-hmm. They were also kissing. So, yeah, it, I guess it's it's more than just the lifestyle that she was changing. It almost seems as though, you know, I, I don't know if she always identified as bisexual, but there's probably something there with how she was with Octavia previously and then wound up like with a husband and getting pregnant type thing. Yeah. And it's even just denying your feelings maybe for a specific person Mm -hmm. to be with someone that your family and society at large finds a bit more respectable Mm -hmm. and not as exciting. (laughs) She agrees to watch her sister's kids just to kind of like prove that she can and, you know, be a little test run for having a kid of her own. Uh, yeah, these kids fucking suck, as we They dump a bucket before. of water on the floor. Yeah, I don't know if that was an accident or not, but they are definitely like, like the boy is like, uh, oh, what are you going to do? Drop me down the stairs and then I'll be dumb. Uh, and it's yeah, just like bringing oh. up that old story. Mm-hmm. Just little shithead little kid are- hiding the remote control. Yep. Ugh. She, that's when she like, she ducks into the bathroom for a fucking breather. That's when she sees a reflection and that splits off from her and like is this you know faceless creepy thing and so she's worried that uh it looks like it's going towards the the kids yeah so, so she, she scoops them up and is like there's someone in the house but um n- no the dog ends up getting killed yeah i guess the the dog cuz like i her family has a dog that was freaking out so they had it chained, chained up, up downstairs. downstairs and then the dog ended up strangling itself with its chain that's what it that's what they say happened. I don't know if she killed or I don't know. The kids get hurt too. We don't really see it. I'm assuming it's when she grabbed them and was yeah. running around because the kid has like uh the boy's like a fractured ankle, the the girl has a, sl- a slash or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh but obviously her sister's very mad at her for causing her kids bodily yeah, harm. Yeah, I mean she yells at her sister and says, People like you should never have kids. Says that. Yep. Yikes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's not very nice. Valeria at this point basically has had enough and she's already gone to see, she's had like some kind of witchy shit done to her. Uh, She's told by her aunt that there's darker options. She doesn't suggest going there, but if shit gets real serious. She's like, I got a scar from it. Yeah, I'm curious what she... I mean, I'll admit that the end of the movie left me kind of confused a little bit. Yeah. Not the, not the like very, very end. I know what she's doing at the end. Yeah. But like just the vision, the that whole sequence that happens. Right. I was a little like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she's, you know, Val's not doing good. She she lights her homemade crib on fire with one of her cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, one night. During the- a dinner date. Yeah, this is when the husband has the friends over. Who's a very how very do it yourself of you? Oh when she's my looking god! At the mo- <laughs> oh, I hate this lady. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is people who speak in backhanded compliments. And this woman, that's just that is her lifestyle. I guess she walks in. This woman walks into the nursery and looks at the crib that Valeria, Valeria made and just goes, "Oh wow, it's so do it yourself of you." And just I hate that shit because they're not technically saying anything mean and it's just a thing where you can tell that they're being bad but you can't you can't do anything about yeah because they'll be like what i was what i was giving you like that shit (laughs) makes me crazy i can't be around people that's like like (laughs) s-tier mean girlism i hate it yeah um also this woman looks like magica dispel from (laughs) ducktail her hair her bangs are cut in like a v like an eddie monster fucking v (laughs) yeah 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 dude 
She's got the fucking McDonald's arches on her forehead. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. (laughs) Her hair is doubles as a cowl. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, it's after the fire. Her hair is like on Mickey Mouse's face. You know, when his (laughs) eyes are like the arch kind of, or like goofy, and their forehead is like the black kind of V that Uh goes into the lighter fleshy part of their face. That's what her fucking hair looks like. (laughs) It's like Mickey Mouse. It's after the fire that the dad's like, uh, the husband's like, maybe we should commit her. And that's when she has a conversation with, I forget who it is. Is it her aunt or her? I think it's her mom. Her, her mom. When they're talking about how fucking uh, much labor sucks. Mm-hmm. And that bone, it feels like bones breaking. But, I, it just but made don't me... go telling people. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I that's even told you that was my favorite line in the entire movie. I need to find it because I wrote down the exact wording. Yeah. So the mom is is explaining, oh, yeah, labor is horrible and it's so painful. It feels like you're being split in half and blah, 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 being pregnant. So it's just all this. It's all the, the shitty aspects of being pregnant and having a child. But then the mom says, the thing is, you don't go around telling everything. Everyone. And like that's something about motherhood that really freaks me out. And I was just reading a, I think it was a Reddit thread about people who've had children. What would you like? What would you tell people who are maybe thinking of having children? And it was a lot of women saying like, it's crazy how much of the experience that you find out is common that you've never even realized could be a thing that could happen to you like gestational diabetes you can just get diabetes while you're pregnant um just like uh your hair can just start falling out uh things like that where it's i i think people want to pretend that like there's the the imagery of the the glowing mother and like wow she just looks so happy and she you know it's the the radiant mom the the beautiful young mother and it's all just flowers and happy and then they kind of do just disappear for a little bit and then oh there's a baby and in keeping up that weird like we almost put the pressure on ourselves I think everyone wants to put up a front while they're pregnant that it was easy for them. And it's just a lot of like lying to yourself, lying to other people and not being brutally honest about what childbirth and pregnancy are actually like. And that's so freaky to me. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the I mean, it's probably the most traumatic thing you do to your body and society expects you to do it and there's pressure for you to do it and it's this thing that completely changes you and I don't know, like that that just fucks me up, I think, that it's all just kind of a big secret or that it's not considered polite or tactful to discuss uh, the details of, I don't know. Yeah. I just liked that line a lot. Yeah, I think that's... uh... One of the thematic lines of the movie, for sure. Yeah. She, you know, tries to hit up Octavia again, but she's not having it because she's like, what's going on here? Like, you know, you're not committing to anything. You're just using me as a, an excuse. Yeah, Valeria at this point says, I just want to be with you to yeah, Octavia. Like, Do you, Valeria, or are you just afraid of what's coming next, you know? Yeah. Because uh, sure enough, it's baby time. She it's baby, baby time, yeah. Um. I think the pregnancy seems to you know, for a movie about pregnancy, the pregnancy itself happens pretty um just kind of happens. What do you mean? Like it's not a big scene, it's not a big climax. Oh no, like just, the birth. Yeah. Yeah. It's just she's she's pregnant and then she has the kid. And yeah. then we're dealing with the the post pregnancy where she doesn't even want to look at the baby. Yeah, she definitely is experiencing postpartum anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, the husband's like, why, why don't you want to look at her kid? And she's yeah, like, no, I do. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's obviously super into having this baby um, but and seems to like be wary of leaving the baby with her. But she's like, no, you got to go see your friend. I'll watch her this night. Obviously, this baby is crying constantly. And uh, Val is looking to get some sleep. So, you know, here's another moment where it's like I can understand someone being like this is not necessarily a sympathetic character because she's laying in bed. Uh, This baby's crying. She gets up 
And you see on the baby monitor her take the baby. Well, there's four. There's two sets of hands, though. Yeah. It's, I'm assuming her hands and the bone woman mm -hmm. pick up the baby and then. And then you you don't hear crying. And then she gets back in bed and gets a night's, uh, good night's sleep. Yeah. Wakes and up and realizes it's really quiet. Yeah. Looks here. at the baby monitor. The baby's not there. I, I wrote, where'd that baby and then I wrote, she put baby in fridge. She At first, she thinks she, like, tossed it out the window. Yeah. She, like, looks at the window and looks out. Because we've had the visual of this open window the whole movie because she's hiding the fact that she's still smoking. Mm -hmm. She's blowing smoke out the window. She's seen someone else That's, already jump from the yeah. balcony. Yeah. So that open window is a presence the whole movie. And I was worried she did. But yeah. then she, like... Here's the baby again, and turns out she put that baby she in the fridge. She put the baby in the fridge. You can't, guys, you can't go putting babies in can't fridges. Go do that. I'm sorry, you just can't do that. There was a review. I think it might have been uh, whoever reviewed this for Roger Ebert's website. Uh, they said something like, "What's scarier?" Then waking up in the middle of the night to hearing your child screaming. It's waking up in the middle of the night to them being silent. Yeah. And that was like, ooh, that, yeah. Yeah, that's like one of those one-sentence horror stories. <laughs> yeah, right? She baby shoes never worn or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe. It's like the the saddest uh, short story. It's... I can't, that's like, that's also such a meme. Oh, it's it was Hemingway? a Hemingway where it's like for sale, baby shoes never worn. Oh. <laughs> write, write a story in as few words as possible. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's also been like memed to death because yeah. of course. Okay, so, you know, after she puts that baby in the fridge, she figures maybe she should go do that other procedure. Yeah, it's <laughs> Whatever time for it more is. drastic measures. So this, yeah, this is kind of where I, I'm like, okay, we're just doing trippy stuff, I guess. I'm sure there is meaning behind it all. Yeah, she, it's, it's this trippy like ritual sequence where she goes with to the see witches. the witches and it's, they basically almost teleport her to another, like an, an upside down kind of, because they dunk her head in water. It's kind of a visual callback to that mm. that flashback. And um, she, when she takes her head out of the water, she's in an empty version of the building she just went to. She goes into this creepy forest and she finds her baby's blanket but she also finds just like a pile of naked ladies. With no faces. With no faces and no butt cracks. It looks like they're all wearing like bodysuits. It's really bizarre. They're, they're. I don't think nipples are there either. They don't have it's any nipples. Like, they don't have any. They're, they're like weird, um, fleshy Barbie dolls. It's like, it's like someone just gousy and blurred the, all the, out all Yeah, the, it's like if someone clone stamped out their <laughs> vajayjays and butt cracks. It's bizarre. It, it's cool imagery. It's it's like they're, they're like all just... pile. They're on a pile and then they all pile up on her and they're ripping her apart and her and it's, it's bones more like are the bone breaking. And, and you know, I wonder if this is her fear of just like... Uh, when you become a mother, you lose your personhood, and like, these, yeah, the, yeah, these these women are no longer themselves. They are just moms. They are just you know mothers who created another kid for society, and then they're like dragging her down to join them. Yeah, yeah. They are credited as the was it the ballerinas Huesera? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool, creepy imagery. All these faceless people are. Then that's when she sees this figure that we're. I'm. It's, it's the Bone Woman mm -hmm. walking away from her, and then when the Bone Woman turns around, uh, spooky. It's her. It's her in that blanket. Yep. And then she goes. She's on fire. Yep. So it seems like she's exercised that, like, aspect of herself. Yeah. That's been haunting herself yeah <laughs> i'm too tired her, to think of herself. a better way to phrase it by the way if i sound absolutely out of it this episode it's because i am <laughs> this is the craziest month we've had in a hot minute it's herself and now she's on fire and collapses that's what i wrote oh okay yeah so yeah yeah it's like exercising that part i guess i i guess i understand it all because yeah. she wakes up and now she's able to look at the baby you know she's yeah. able to uh engage with it but she's not here to be a happy mom she is giving the baby to her her husband yeah and the last shot is is her She's leaving moving out and like closing the door behind her so i guess and, and that's the last aspect of like she's not she's not because like this now this guy's gotta raise this kid by himself but you know it seems like that's maybe what he, it seems he like once 
he wants to be a parent. He, d- he definitely wants to be a parent. Yeah. Hopefully he can find another parent to help him. Yeah. And so. this is also, I think, a scene where you you can at least recognize that this is a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's metaphorical. Obviously, I don't think... I feel like you shouldn't just like leave your kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't endorse just leaving your kids because you don't feel like it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. But for like who the character is and what this movie is, it's clearly all very allegorical and mm-hmm. and it's like emotional storytelling. It makes sense for this character to uh, leave at the end. Yeah. And that's, that's the last shot. And also, I just feel like whether or not you like this character or not, I don't think the movie cares. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. That's kind of the whole point. I don't even know if the movie is saying, like, this is a hero. It's just no. like, this is this woman's story. But that's what it, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's the imperfections of most or all people who are mothers you know <laughs> like mothers aren't like it, it, it would I heard that cut to the camera right before you did that face <laughs> good job Gressel it be, <laughs> but it feels like it would be totally uh contradictory to what this movie is if this character was perfect and like the best character yeah ever if she learned how to be like a- to root for like that's not what the movie yeah it's not about her learning to become a mom and like embracing that lifestyle yeah yeah it's about her realizing this isn't who i am right you know and whether that's um, you can morally judge her for that that's fine but that's what the movie's about but maybe if we didn't pressure women to become moms you wouldn't have situations like that maybe maybe that guy could go find uh a woman who's more into guys or more into him and who wants to be a uh mom yeah and who won't like accidentally throw their baby downstairs yeah anyway uh yeah so i'm glad that we watched this it was um it was uh, good it was a good movie yeah i know that you were uh a little unsure of it of watching it i was i think i'm a little fatigued on witchy stuff maybe Mm -hmm. because like I was saying earlier, I had an expectation for what it was going to be, and I was expecting it to be very visually similar to other witch things I have watched that I haven't been all that into. Oh, it's maybe <laughs> the love witch is its own thing. I also don't care for that, <laughs> but for different reasons. Like I don't know. Yeah, but it but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's it's a good movie with great acting. Uh, really solid visuals, and it uh, we happened to cover it in well, not happened to as part of the reason was National uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, which is is not a calendar month. It's from mid September to mid October. Do you know that? No. Yeah, it's from like September fifteenth to October fifteenth. So this Why episode will fall. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, uh, one a a recommendation by Justina. So thank you, Justina, for that. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we watched it. It's a, Solid movie. And it's, I I want to watch more foreign horror. Yeah. I think I get very caught up in wanting to watch all of the, like, English language stuff that comes out in a year that I forget, oh, yeah, there's also all this. There's a whole world of horror out there, yeah. But uh, it's always becoming more and more accessible, so Mm -hmm. always more available to us and more available to you. So you can go watch this if you'd like. And it's not long. I, no. I thought that it would be a two-hour thing, mm. but I think it's like 98 mm-hmm. or something, so it's it's a regular-sized movie. It's totally doable. Yeah. Um, cool. That was fun. Uh, when SAG strike is over, we'll do another Survivor episode, since yes. everyone loves those, and we're back in it, baby. Mm-hmm. Watch Survivor 45 if you want to see a hot mess. It's... Man, we've only had one episode so far, and ooh, it's a mess. It's a beautiful ooh. hot mess. I love it. Maybe the sloppiest tribe we've seen in a long time. Oh, man. Lulu. Lulu, man. I'm... should be our next Patreon hangout podcast. Mm. Ooh, talking about Survivor. Survivor yeah. Survivor Patreon pop. Yeah, by the way, uh, is that available already? Yes. Patreon? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there's a bonus podcast feed on the Patreon. Go check it out. We 
do an episode every month where we talk about it, not horror, just whatever. It's whatever we want. And we did a little game with uh, involving 90s rock bands. Yeah. Russell was part of it. And uh, after some conversation, that reward is now available at the $5 tier. So that's a great value. That $5 tier also gets you the commentary track. So at $5 a month, you get an early release of the kill count, a commentary track on a movie you can watch along with, and a bonus podcast every month. That sounds like a fucking great deal, and you should sign up. Even Gressel's eyes are wide at that. Yes, we should make a video advertising that. <laughs> Probably. All right. Uh, social media? Yeah, Dead Me James, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm Carebeck, C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, DeadMeatStore.com. By the way, thanks to everyone who came out to, what the fuck was it? CreepyCon Aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pe- some people gave us some cool stuff that I want to put on the set. I just haven't gotten around to unpacking that yet. So. Mm-hmm. And we'll be at Joe Bob's Jamboree in a couple of days when you're watching this. If you're watching the day it comes out uh, in Vegas. We'll be there. I don't know if we'll be like having a table the whole time. I think part of the time. I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea what to expect, We haven't been to the Jamboree yet, so. I'm expecting to watch movies. I'd like it to be part chill. Yeah. As opposed to conventions where we're just working around the clock. I would like to go to an event where it's me sitting there not doing anything. (laughs) That does sound nice. We might get a little bit of that. Yeah. I also really want to see the sphere. The Vegas sphere. Oh, yeah, dude. I want to get I'm obsessed with it. I... I really want to go see something in the sphere. Yes. I would go see you two. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> I'll go see whatever they put on in that sphere. Whatever, dude. Like, I'm not there I for the artist. I want to have like a full ego death in the sphere. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, until next time, I'm Chelsea. And I'm James. And thank you, Gressel, for editing the podcast. And this has been the Demi Podcast. He didn't edit it. He well, just... he's live editing it. Live editing. We have editors who work on it, though, and they deserve okay. praise. Thank you, editors. Get out of here, Gressel. Don't, don't get out. We need you.